everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Simply Called Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Um, I have a very special guest this week. I have the Bryce Wilson, my most favorite person in the whole world, and my boyfriend here with me today to talk about um, trusting in the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and get on into this episode. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining the Simply Called Podcast, where we give practical ways to live like Jesus, approach the world from a godly standpoint, and suggest ways to walk in our calling. Let's get right on into the episode. Okay, Bryce, so tell us a little bit about what does trust look like in your life currently right now? Um, for me, it's just trying to realize where I'm supposed to be and like realizing that I'm here for a reason and just trusting that like his plan and what I'm supposed to do, even if I don't know that, trying to not control everything and just to listen to him and what he wants me to do and do that. Gotcha. So how have you seen that evolve from like, you know, past Bryce or even like, you know? I think the first time that like, registered with me was whenever I got baptized in the Holy Spirit I was terrified because <laughs> it's scary you don't know what's going on you have no idea what to expect and like I just heard like do you trust me mm-hmm. and like do you really think I would hurt you like do you think I would do something that wasn't for your good like this is a gift mm-hmm. you have to accept it like do you trust that this is for your good and finally I was just like yeah like that's the first time I've probably really heard the voice of God yeah like truly heard it and I was like yeah I do and then that's kind of just been a theme throughout, like, whenever there's decisions and stuff, it's like, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. Like, do you trust that I'm putting you where you're supposed to go? Do you trust that, like, inevitably this is for the good? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say baptism in the Holy Spirit, so what does that mean for those who don't know what that means? It was just um, the first time I spoke in tongues and the first time that, like, I got my prayer language. And mm-hmm. that was terrifying for me because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. And so, yeah, that was terrifying. But it was just one of those things where, like, it's a gift. It's not scary it's not something that's going to hurt you it's a true gift Mm -hmm. and he wouldn't give it to us if it wasn't important and he wouldn't give it to us if it wasn't good Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I was just scared because I was going to have to give up control Mm. which I didn't want to do but yeah at the end of the day you just have to trust it and you can't control everything right so um speaking of control what kind of like characteristics do you see in within your own life or like within others whenever you are you know wanting to hold on to that control and not wanting to give it to the Lord like does that make sense yeah I mean I think it just brings up it brings up all the anxiety Mm -hmm. the fear the I mean the control issues we weren't designed to control our lives there's only so much in our control so like to think that we can control everything and like what we're supposed to be doing in every aspect it's just like that's not how we were built to do that's not what we were designed to do Mm -hmm. so that's when you get all the fear and the anxiety and general just unease yeah. Like there's no peace whenever you do that. Right. But when you give it up, that's when you get the freedom and you get the the peace that doesn't really make sense and mm-hmm. all the things that like that we're called to do, like all the fruit of the spirit is mm-hmm. when you give up control because we don't know the answers. Right. Like if we try to do it on our own, that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you get the peace and the freedom and everything. Yeah. So you're going through nursing school right now. So how have you felt like out of control? Or- Probably the first half of the semester. I was just trying to like study and do everything on my own Mm -hmm. and just trying to do it like me. And that's just exhaustion and like there's no rest, there's no peace Mm -hmm. and just being tired all the time because it's a lot of stuff. And if you try to do it on your own, like you can do it, but like that's all you're going to do. And there's no no, like peace in that and there's no real fruit being born whenever you're trying to do everything because it takes all of your effort to do that. And then you end up letting go of the important stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that you, personally, I think, knowing you very well, I think that Bryce handles trust very well. 
Um, but I think I do not handle stress very well. And so when it comes to those like lack, lack of control situations, I get very, um, high strung and I'm wanting to control and just because I have a future that I want. And so I try to like hold on to that. Um, and so I feel like the Lord also has been like showing me that you do get anxious within those things and you do get really stressed out and there is no peace like you're saying whenever you do experience those kinds of like situations. And so I think that's really good. I think, too, that's when I was prioritizing school over everything else. I was going to study this much, and then when I wasn't studying, I was exhausted, so I was sleeping. Yeah. You kind of lose all those stuff. Like, I wasn't reading as much. I wasn't spending quiet time as much. Mm-hmm. I wasn't working out as much. Like, mm-hmm. all the stuff that makes it, like, for me, I wasn't doing. Yeah. I was just trying to survive school by my, on my own mm-hmm. rather than being like, you know what? I can't do this on my own. Like, we have to give this to the Lord. And since then, it's been a lot better, and I've had more time for everything else. Yeah. And, and my a, grades improved. That's awesome. That. Yeah. I think, too, that we see, like, whenever we put him as a priority, like, everything else falls into line. And, yeah. like, I've seen with my own friends, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to pass this test. Like, <laughs> this is a make or break it test. But then, like, the Lord makes a way. And even then, like, one of my friends, like, even if that means, you know, like, not moving on to, like, in your case, the next level, those kinds of things. But, like, it's all in God's perfect timing. And it's, I think that's something that's been, I've learned throughout, like, being in college is that we can't do it on our own timing and that it is in the Lord's timing and um it makes sense like it's his perfect plan and so um I think that's really good it's one of those things too where it makes sense looking back but like in the moment it probably won't make a lot of sense right and like hindsight yeah hindsight's easy to look back like we were talking about the other day you look back on your life and all the little bitty events that seem so small mm-hmm. like end up being massive deals and then the stuff that seemed so big at the time you look back on and just laugh because it wasn't a big deal at all and ended yes. up really having no impact on your life. <laughs> yeah. But, but you remember like some of the little bitty things that really didn't seem like much end up being the things that make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how surrender and trust go hand in hand? So how have you seen that within your own life? We kind of touched on that just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think whenever you I think if you really trust the Lord, you have to surrender to his will. And mm-hmm. like, that doesn't mean just part of his will like that doesn't mean just the stuff that you like right. that means the stuff that sucks too like yeah. the stuff that may seem so monotonous and so little in the moment in reality that's what's going to make the difference it's like if you surrender the little bitty things then the big things are going to be easy to surrender mm-hmm. like if you surrender the day-to-day stuff then it's easy to trust him for the big stuff or if you right. trust him for the big stuff it's easy for the little stuff mm-hmm. but it has to be everything it can't be part yeah I think that's what the Lord calls us to do too. It's like when we, when he becomes Lordship over our life, right? Like whenever he really is the Lord of our life, um, you think about that, like in a sense of, you know, like a Lord as in like a King in you know, wherever, um, they have final authority over it. And so, um, you know, he needs to be in the driver's seat of the life and that can be hard, um, giving up those things that we want to control. Like for me, it's my timeline. Like I'm constantly having to remind myself, you know, opening my hands up to God and be like, this is yours. And then like, sometimes we'll close our hands back and like take it back, but just constantly, um, being in that state of surrender. And I think that is, it is not something that comes very naturally to us. Like naturally we want to pick back up those things, um, and try to control it in our own way. But then the Lord ends up doing it so much better, you know, than we could ever imagine. I think, too, sometimes you have to be willing to do stuff that you probably don't want to do. There's a lot of stuff that he's called us to that is good, but we may not see the reward here. We may mm-hmm. not see the we may not reap the benefits from it here, and that's okay. Everything he does is going to be for our good. So if we just trust him on those 
things that maybe we don't even want to do, like the stuff that really doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. we'll probably see an even greater reward at some point. It may not be in this life. It may be in heaven. Like we may get there and be like, hey, you impacted all these people and just people we never met. And it was just like a one little thing of surrender being like, hey, I'll just do this. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But like it's going to work out. Yeah, I think after surrender follows like obedience, like you in order to surrender, you have to have obedience. And I think obedience is something that like is life changing and can change lives so much. Like I look at, um, for example, like Delight, all girls Bible study that I'm a part of. It's like nationwide. And it took two people for them to be obedient and what the Lord called them to and like surrendering their plans because they probably didn't think, you know, I'm going to go do a Bible study and this is going to grow so big as it is today or even like church plans like you look at that um we used to watch press I used to watch church online um with the belonging co and like pastor Alex and Henry Seely like they were obedient to God's call for them to move from Australia you know to Nashville and so like without those uh, moments of obedience like now their church is huge and like so many lives have been impacted by it and so that's the same with like delight yeah, but so you, even your chapter of Delight specifically, like, mm-hmm. y'all almost didn't have one anymore yeah. a few years ago, and now it's one of the bigger ones probably and raised the most money last year yeah. out of all the chapters. And how many girls did y'all baptize this last semester? I think it was like four, Yeah, and that, three. That, that wouldn't have happened if y'all didn't, like if Brooke didn't right. just take over and basically be like, we're just, like, we're going to do it yeah. right. Because it was pretty much about to close down. Yeah. Our, yeah, so our chapter was going to the leaders had, um, resignated. And so we didn't have anybody. And then Brooke Flory, she had the obedience really to listen to what God was calling her to. And then literally all of my best friends now have come from that, which is just so insane. Um, and I've met so many amazing people that I would have never met. And same with like Boathouse, like you look at like Clay and Lane and Biebs, if he wouldn't have, you know, they never knew what was going to happen, but just that one, you know, step. Just being obedient to like, just pouring into young people and like, Young people are hungry. They're going to come. Like yeah. It's not like they're not going to come. It's like true. They're going to be there if you're just willing to do the work and put in the time and the effort that you're called to do. And it's also doing what you're called to do, not doing what right. someone else is called to do. So true. Like if you're not called to lead, don't lead. Yeah. Serve. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to be willing to be put in your place and like know your role and be just be willing to do what God wants you to do. And if you do that, like the fruit's going to come easily. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be hard work. Like it's going to be if you're working in your calling, it's just going to seem like you're just doing what you want to do. Right. Because that's what God wants you to do. And mm-hmm. he puts those desires in your heart. Yeah. I think we've both seen that within like our own lives going through college together. Like for me, it's teaching and teaching is something that comes super naturally to me. Like the classwork I feel like isn't extremely hard for me because it's just something that the Lord put in me and like qualities for that and the same thing is like come for you like not that nursing school is easy because it's not easy you have (laughs) shaking his head no you definitely have to put in the work but I think that he's definitely like medically minded and the Lord has like created him for those kinds of things like this semester we did um med surge clinicals which is like where you take six patients that aren't very sick (laughs) and it was it was horrible like I did not like any of my clinicals and then I got the last day I got to do an ICU clinical and I was just I felt so much more at home and even the nurse told me like you seem very comfortable for someone that's never been in an ICU. I feel like that's probably where I'm supposed to be at mm-hmm. this point in my life, and I felt very comfortable there. Yeah, and whenever you're not um, going and you're calling, it's like the you know like going against the grain, like you hear that. But that's honestly what it is. Like you feel that like struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle, and so nursing school is something too that like a lot of people are like, yes, I want to be a nurse. 
but are you actually like called to be a nurse? You know, like how easy, not that it should be like super easy. You still have to put in the work, but it's, it's worth it. If you're in your calling, like you don't, it's not a burden. If you're in your calling, mm-hmm. like if you're working out of your calling, it's probably going to feel like a burden most of the time. Like you're not going to be, you're not going to have peace about it. Like you're going to dread it every day. Yeah. But if you're working in your calling, like even if it sucks at some points, because like, it's going to be a lot of work. Like there's just, it, it feels more natural. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. That's so true. So, um, I, we're going through this Bible study separately, but our church puts it on. It's called freedom. And, um, I'm reading, uh, we had like a week on surrender. And so there's like some really good things here that I'm going to read really fast. Um, and it says there are areas in our lives that we need to surrender to God. These includes plans, goals, pleasures, ambitions, hurts, the future, the past, selfishness, ego, sin, pride, physical appearance, lust, anger, fear, and health. Um, we must also surrender unforgiveness because holding on to offenses, um, especially essentially saying that we have the right to withhold grace from somebody. This is a pride. This type of pride is an idol that can cause a wedge between God and us. Um, and then surrendering does not mean that we no longer have goals or ambitions. On the contrary, God is the one who puts desires in our hearts. When we surrender everything to him, we will find that his path is so fulfilling of those desires and is better than we could have ever imagined on our own. We simply have to submit to God's will and join him in his plans for us. Yeah. I think that's so true. Um, I love the part that says that we just have to, we will find the path to fulfill those desires to better and too about the unforgiveness jesus didn't die for us once we like accepted him he died for us before we accepted him we have no right to withhold grace from anyone because they aren't saved or because of whatever like Mm -hmm. jesus died for us before like while we were still sinners like he didn't he didn't die for the good people he died for everyone like he came for the sick people he didn't he didn't go to the pharisee he he came for the people for the tax collectors and all the people who were who society would say were the worst people Mm -hmm. like that's who he came for who am i to tell someone that they're not good enough or that oh i don't forgive them because you hurt me it's like we did some pretty bad stuff to jesus too like (laughs) humans weren't very kind to him for the most part yeah that's true (laughs) and in this life too we'll experience those kinds of sufferings like whether it be you know with someone else that you're struggling with, you know, to be kind to (laughs) or to forgive, like you were just talking about. It's one of those things that, um, it's kind of, we will experience throughout. And so that can't, that sometimes isn't the most fun thing to do. Um, but I think that, you know, that's what we're called to do and the Lord will be there with us through it all. Bryce and I were having a conversation the other day about like, a fear that I was struggling with, which was like, you know, the end times and persecution. And it wasn't just like a gun to the head. Like I would so be down to like go out that way. Like, please just let it be quick and just shoot me and let it be done. But, um, like, you know, the torment and the kind of torment that Jesus, you know, experienced while he was on the cross. And so I was just like being fearful of that. And Bryce basically just said, do you want to say what you said? It was just basically like, even if, we go like if we're here during tribulation which is possible we don't really know right it's not very clear Mm -hmm. so it's very possible that we will be how many more people will come to know jesus because of the torment that we receive and we still proclaim his name if we're here during all that and we go out swinging like we go out on fire and we're not like we don't turn away from our faith no no matter what we go through like Mm -hmm. that's going to bring glory to him and then on the contrary if we go out before that Mm -hmm you think people aren't going to recognize that many bi- millions of people right. just disappearing out of nowhere. And then 
the world literally just going horrible like immediately after like regardless of pre or post who knows and who really cares honestly it's gonna be for his glory and it's gonna be and if we're here whenever like if we go through the tribulation how much more is our reward going to be on the other side for suffering for the kingdom no real greater honor honestly than to suffer for the kingdom like that's what we're called to do and on top of that our eternity doesn't start when we die like Mm -hmm. we're in our eternity now yeah whenever we look back if we do have to suffer eternally like it won't seem like much like even if it's 10 years uh, in the span of eternity that's nothing that's nothing yeah and like we think about it now like times in the past whenever we've suffered we look back thinking about how it wasn't fun but like you barely rarely look back and be like man i wish that didn't happen physical suffering like sports and like working like hard workouts and stuff like you rarely regret them Mm -hmm. like they're typically memories that you kind of look back on fondly to some extent when we're in heaven looking back at what we did for the kingdom and for jesus and like the people that came with us because of that I don't think we'll look back and be like, man, I wish that didn't happen. Yeah. Like, we're going to look back and be like, you know, that wasn't fun, but like, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of just the trust that we have to have in him. Because at that point, it's like, okay, Jesus, I trust that whatever gonna, whatever's going to happen here, it's going to be for your good. And like, mm-hmm. it might suck at the time, but like, yeah. it's going to be for your good in- inevitably. Yeah. And that's our calling too, is to be your, you know, to go make disciples of all nations too. You know, I say that a lot, but like that is what we're here to do, you know, is to be a lie and to represent Jesus in everything that we do. And one thing that he, Bryce said that like gave me peace about it once I was like feeling a little bit anxious about it was he was talking about like, you know, the worst thing that happens is that we go to heaven right after. And so like fear is something that I've struggled with a lot, um, but it's like it's gotten so much better over like the past two weeks because of freedom, which is what we're going through. I had a friend, Amanda, she prayed over me and it was like so amazing, but um the fear that I had was like mostly like fear of like death and not that I wasn't gonna go to heaven but that I was gonna like die young and miss out on things and like sickness a lot is like something that I fear and so like the fear of you know like having to go through that was like really big in my heart and then Bryce was like you know the worst thing that could happen (laughs) is that you go to heaven and then that's like so short and like the grand scheme things like you close your eyes and then you'll be in heaven and so it really put in perspective for me that like it's not it's so conditional and it'll go by so quickly and um literally the worst thing that could happen to me is I go see Jesus in heaven and so like even if I do I don't know die young like I feared a long time ago I still think that you know the worst that could happen is I see Jesus and that's the best thing (laughs) one too like we we only have an earthly perspective because that's all we have right we can't imagine how great heaven's gonna be so like for us like we idolize our future because that's what we have to look forward to but like we can't even imagine how much better the best thing that we could imagine here like heaven is a, in, like infinitely better yeah so like we but we can't even like imagine better than the best thing mm-hmm. and that's what it is yeah i think too like she was talking about anxiety and at first i was like well there's no reason to be anxious mm-hmm. but then you know i kind of got a little bit of a check after we got off the phone and it was like well there is reason to be anxious like you know jesus was anxious mm-hmm. at that point like when he's in the garden of gethsemane he sweats blood he's so anxious mm-hmm. i think it's okay to be anxious but where does the anxiety take us right like for jesus he was anxious that much and he was pleading with the father i don't want to do this but like if it's your will i'll go through with it mm-hmm. and then he went back again is there any other way if there's not let's go through with it and yeah so anxious he's sweating blood but at the end of the day he's like you know what this is where i'm supposed to do it's going to be okay. Like, this is your will. Do you trust me, basically? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I trust you. And then he came out of there, 
he came out at peace mm-hmm. and he's like you know what do what's got to be done mm-hmm. like do what you came to do yeah and i think at the end of the day that's kind of what we have to the mindset that we inevitably have to get to through all of our struggles and anxiety and like stuff that's going to happen because it will mm-hmm. be like you know what you do what you came to do i trust you mm-hmm. and let's go yeah um and there even jesus you know obviously suffered a lot like i can't even imagine the pain that he went through the crucifixion itself was just like and we're on easter weekend and so every time i think about it, i just want to cry but um i was reading in second corinthians this morning literally right before we recorded this podcast and it's all about like suffering but like that jesus is so much better so i'm gonna read a little bit from second corinthians 4 7 through 14 and so it says but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to god and not to us we are afflicted in every way but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed always carrying in the body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may be manifested in our bodies for we who live are always being given to death for jesus sake so that life of jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh so death is at work within us but life is in you and so that death that it's talking about there is um self-denial trouble disappointment personal sacrifice and suffering for christ's sake will allow us to show to others god's love and care and provision you know within us and then since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written i believe and so i spoke we also believe and so we speak knowing that he who is raised the lord jesus will raise us also with jesus and bring us into his presence which is like ultimately what we were talking about in going to heaven with him you know like even though it says you know that we are afflicted in every way but not crushed so like we can go through literally hell and back but jesus is still there you know like he still gives us um the protection that we need and it reminds me of like psalms 91 where it talks about you know that he hides us in the shadow of his wings and that that verse has been something that's comforting has been so comforting to me this past year um and dealing with fear because you know he and it talks about he like deals with pestilence which is like diseases and so like he will take care of us you know like thousands fall at your left thousands fall at your right but i'm still with you is what that um psalm talks about and it's just so encouraging to remember that okay i think that's kind of the whole point of like what we've been talking about all day is like that no matter what like if we trust him and we truly love him like he's gonna take care of us if we're just willing to let him Mm -hmm. like i think at the end of the day we have to let him yeah if we try to do it on his own, he'll say, okay, and let us do it yeah, on our he own. Will. But That's what free will is. <laughs> if we truly trust him, we see time and time again that like, and especially throughout the Bible and especially Old Testament, like mm-hmm. when they trust him, things typically go well. Right. But when they don't, that's when they tend to get off on their own path and he lets them, like he lets them do their mm-hmm. own thing when they want to. And, but whenever they, you know, whenever they follow the light at night and the cloud by day, they're doing just fine. But then yeah. when they don't, it's 40 years in the wilderness, like, yeah. <laughs> Like, that was their choice, and I think that's kind of how we get a lot of the time, not to that extent, but, like, mm-hmm. whenever we follow him and allow him to take care of us and, like, allow him to provide for us, that's when we see the growth and the fruit in our life. But whenever we try to do it our own way and we're like, man, why is this not working? Like, why, yeah. why am I so tired all the time? Why am I anxious? Like, why is there no fruit? Why am I in a bad mood? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, we've been trying to do it on your own the whole time, and, like, that's how I feel a lot of the time. It's like, like, man, why am I so, t- like, why am I just not in a good mood? It's like, mm-hmm. well, you haven't read in a few days. That's probably why. Yeah. Like, you're not doing what you know you're supposed to do. You're not following him. It makes sense. Yeah. I think that gives a beautiful picture of, too, that we really are sheep. 
and that he is a good shepherd um just because you know we run away from him and I watched this video um I don't know if y'all ever watched Little People Big World but I we're obsessed with that show right now at my house and there was these like three um sheep that came into their their yard and they were like running it away really and truly like I was looking at them thinking you know like we are you know we are the sheep and we can be so lost without the Lord we just like stray and we don't know where to go but then he you know Holy Spirit will guide us where we need to go if we allow him to you know but if we don't allow that conviction to come in then um we'll be we won't be sensitive to his voice you know the voice of God yeah and if you're not listening for the Holy Spirit you won't hear it right like He's, it's a quiet whisper. It's not, he's not going to, he's not going to shout in your face. Yeah. Like you have to be listening for the Holy Spirit. And once you do it often enough, it's mm-hmm. easy because yeah. you hear it naturally because you that's what you're doing. your shepherd's voice. But yeah. if you're not, you have to start out by be like, okay, do you, what do you have to say to me now? Mm-hmm. Like guide me here. Like mm-hmm. you have to do that. So, and then you start to hear it and that's when it becomes second nature. But like at yeah. first, like you literally have to be like, okay, Holy Spirit, like what are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. And then that's when you start to hear it. But like he's He's a gentleman. He's not going to come out and just scream yeah. in your face and, like, tell you this is what you have to do. Like, right. It, that's not how he works because he, he loves us. Like, he wants us to, do, he wants us to want him. Mm-hmm. Like, our relationship's two ways. If one party's way more interested than the other, it's not a good relationship. And that's how we approach him sometimes is we only want him when we want him. Yeah. But he wants it to be a two-way street. And if it's not that, then it's not going to work. And... He's not gonna. He's not gonna make us do anything we don't want to do. Right. And if so, if we listen to him like we're called to do and like he wants us to do, it's gonna be a really good relationship. But if we don't and we neglect him, mm-hmm. that relationship's not gonna grow, and you're not gonna hear him, and you're gonna be walking in circles. Yeah, that's so true. Well, um, thank you, Bryce, for being here. We had a great conversation. I know a lot of people, specifically Ben Fleming, will be so excited to know that you were on the podcast. Um, so thank you for being here. Of course. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and close with this episode, but I hope that y'all got a lot out of this. I hope that you, um, understand a little bit more about trusting the Lord, what that's looked like within our lives and how to apply it to your own. Um, so yeah, thank y'all so much for listening and being faithful followers. We love you. (laughs) 